Welcome everybody to another episode of Nerdy C. I'm Anthony. I'm Lane. So, um, Lane, today's topic is actually geared more towards one of your, um, not just favorite animes. I have some questions I want to ask you because the reason okay. I want to talk today is that one of your favorite animes is being made into a live action series. My, the favorite. It is the favorite. The favorite. Oh, so this is the favorite for the 31st. Well, I've watched it since episode one came out. And how many episodes are there now? 1,000 set. Oh, shit. I don't know. It's a lot. It's over 1,060. 1,060? Over 1,060. As of this recording. Okay. See, that's I think it's 1,071 now, actually, because ep- I'm an episode or two behind. Okay, so that's too many episodes for me, which is why I never really watched the series. You know how my attention span is. I know it's good. I know you say it's great. Well, they're dubbed up to the, th- the thousandth episode. So you could technically turn it on in the background and just listen to it. Right. I know how you, I know you don't care for dub too much, but if you wanted to, it's an easier way to get through it because then you don't have to, you know, sit down and pay attention to subtitles the no, entire I'm time. No, I'm actually I'm cool with dub. When I was young and a real real true anime geek to where I got upset when somebody called it a cartoon and I said it's Japanimation, yeah, I'm over it now. So I would rather just watch it in English instead of reading sometimes. Especially since we work for real, for real. Now. Well, but since when you well since it's ran for so long, they've now updated all of the episodes, like the old episodes, to be in HD. So now you don't have you know that four three screen anymore. They actually have stretched them out across the screen. Because when you used to watch them for streaming, it used to pop up and it'd be in that four three format. So that was that square format, that square looking format, and then it had a little border around the edge, and then you had all this black on the sides. So now they've actually gone back and updated them and like. Recolored them, like redid them to like match more to what the anime looks like now, and it actually doesn't look that bad. It actually, looks really good. I've gone back and looked at a couple episodes just to see how they updated it because it's obviously ran since you know nineteen ninety nine. It's been around for a long time. But to kind of get to our subject today, um, just since our audience can't see us, they can only hear us. You know, I'm going to mention that you are wearing a one piece shirt. This is ironic, actually. I couldn't find any more of my work shirts this morning and it was you know 5 30 in the morning and i had to get out to get to work so this was the first one i grabbed and i didn't know i was wearing it until like halfway through my shift today same thing with the mortal kombat shirt i had on today but today is not about mortal kombat it's about one piece because one piece is soon to come out august 31st on netflix with a live action series so tell me how do you feel about that because when it comes to live action to me there are some do's and some don'ts so when it comes to live action for me, all I ask for live action and all I'm asking really for One Piece in particular for this one is that for One Piece, all I ask is that you stick to the base material. Don't change nothing. Don't change no names. Don't change no power-ups. Don't change no powers. One Piece is not meant to be serious. The, the author, Oda Ichiro, has always said it is not meant to be serious. It's supposed to be a fun, lighthearted adventure. Now there are dark moments in One Piece that are very like that, like they they go over slavery and racism and all those other and like poverty and all these other things in there. Like they actually hit on all these things. So, and but One Piece is very goofy, and that's the whole point. That's the whole point of Luffy's character is to be a goofy, fun having character. And kind of spoiling, spoiler alerting a little bit, but also at the same time, like this helps with the story. So Luffy just debuted in the manga. We've already seen it, but in the anime, Gear Five just debuted, which is Luffy's final, supposed to be final gear. He's awakened his Devil Fruit, which is like the which is like the peak of your Devil Fruit of, of Devil Fruit powers. He has now unlocked his Devil Fruit to its fullest potential, and. Oda came out and said that he didn't want it to be a serious power-up, like nothing against Dragon Ball Z, like, you know, Goku going Super Saiyan the first time, or Naruto going Sage of Six Pass for the first time. He didn't want a serious moment. He wanted it to be lighthearted, fun. He wanted his character to be at his freest point. And the character even says, like, I feel so free. I feel like I can do anything that I've ever wanted to do now. And so that's what he did with this character design for Gear 5. And it's actually really fun to watch for me because it's something different. It's zany. It's goofy. It's it's still, like, really interesting to watch because he's still fighting the big bad guy, Kaido, right now. And it's just an interesting thing for me to see because it's like 
this is exactly like this is Luffy in a nutshell. Luffy fights in the most uncharacteristic manner, and he fights like a cartoon character. Okay. Like he basically channels Gear Five. What what the One Piece fandom is called is Gear Five. Is Luffy now has control over the Toon Force? Do you know what the Toon Force is? No, not at all. The Toon Force is to put it into the best example that I can think of. Have you ever seen the movie Space Jam? Years ago. So, Toon Force is when it's like it's basically where you know Bugs Bunny and all of them can do all that crazy stuff and still be like a hundred percent fine. Like Daffy Duck is shot in the face by a shotgun, and all that happens is his bill turns around. That's the Toon Force. Okay. And like in Space Jam, the best example I can give is when Michael Jordan stretches his arm, you know, from like half court and dunks the ball to win the game. That's activating the Toon Force. So and that's what Luffy's awakened power is, is he now has access. Basically, his devil fruit when, in the explanation is, is he can do anything and everything he wants. Like, because his devil fruit is called, a, it's called uh, the actual, the Japanese name is the Hito Hito no Mi model sun god Nika, which he's a god. Okay. The, the, the English translation is the human human fruit of sun god Nika. But... In the live action, all I want is them to follow the source materials. Like, I understand it's going to be goofy looking because we're going to see a person, a hu- human arm stretch like rubber to unrealistic lengths. Like, that's go- it's going to be goofy looking. This, I want the same thing that Mortal Kombat did with their new movie. Mm-hmm. They made it campy. Like, I want the campy because campy means you stuck to the base material and you ran with that. And just don't change my story. The story has already been written for you. Don't be fancy with it. Don't fuck around with it. Don't muck about with it. The story is set in stone. He meets Zoro. He meets Nami. He meets Usopp. He gets his ship. He meets Sanji. He meets. Ch- he goes to the Grand Line. He meets Chopper. I'm, I know my shit, bro. You can qu- ask me questions and Obviously. I can give you answers. But just stick to that storyline. And I want to say what they're do. What they've set up for at least from the previews I've seen, is they're going to go from episode one, episode one, all the way to what's uh, the Grand Line for Logtown. Like, they're going to enter the Grand Line, and I think that's where the first season's going to end, because that's technically where the first anime season ends. Right. Now, I'm fine cutting out with some of the filler. There is a little bit of filler in the first few episodes. I'm fine, you know, shrinking the fights, like, because there it, there's budgets and stuff. And I know at one point they said, like, the budget for each One Piece episode was more than, like, for Game of Thrones in the final season. Which was, an, it's a ridiculous million of dollar amount. I, I'd have to look it up. But that's all I want, because I've we've seen the bad. We've seen Dragon Ball Evolution. I'm on the spectrum on this one just because I actually enjoyed it because I'd never seen the anime. But I like Death Note. I know a lot of people didn't. I know the vast majority of the world I hate didn't. Death Note. Honestly, I know I've heard mixed reviews on you know Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson, but I've oh. heard like I know the Asian community actually really enjoyed it, but I know the American community was like it should have been an Asian person as the main Scarlett cast. Scarlett Johansson was in it. That was enough for me. What about if it had been Michelle Yao? That would have been enough for me too. <laughs> Either or, you know I love both of them. But that that's the thing is like I'm nervous about it because I've seen what happened with Death. I'm Death Note. I've seen what happened with Dragon Ball Evolution. Only thing that was funny about Death Note was when dude was screaming like a bitch when the Death God appeared. See, but I missed that scene. I came in probably like 10 minutes after that when my friends were watching it. Because I watched the rest of the movie from there. But that that's all I'm worried about is I just don't want them to mess with my movie. I don't want them to mess with like what's basically... Now I can say my life, my whole life at this point because 1999, I was 7 years old. Wait a minute, you said you've watched this from 1999 to now. Yes, I am, I am 31 as of this moment of this recording. I've watched that show for 24 years. I, this show is legal to drink in every country. It is legal to drive in every country. I've watched it for that long. I've read it for that long. Well, I'm excited about One Piece. And the main reason I'm excited is not because the trailer looks epic or not because there's another anime going to live action. The reason I'm really, truly excited to watch One Piece is because I'm just a spectator this time. So obviously, you're definitely going to be the one judging at every single moment, every single hour that you're watching this series. Because 
Right now, I get to sit down and enjoy series and just think. You get to go in as a clean slate. So what am I? Get, what am I watching? Yeah, you get a clean slate. I don't see that. That's the downside. Is like I don't get to watch this clean. I have to watch this like with bated breath. Like oh my god, because I'm gonna sit there like that didn't happen. I mean, that's not how that don't happens. Get me wrong. That's I, not that. I understand because um, I think Tekken, one of my favorite fighting games, came out around 1994, 95 is when I started playing the game. So I've been waiting since I was 14 for some type of Tekken live action or anime. I got an anime in high school that was trash. I have to ask. Tekken's the one with the dude with the with the cat head, right? Yeah. Okay, making sure. I always get it in Street Fighter mixed up. I have to ask every time. Well, with Tekken, I've been waiting since high school since I was 14. And see, with Tekken, like I said, the anime that came out when I was in high school was trash. But then they came out with some live action films. They were definitely trash. Let me rewind. So when I was in college, there was a fake Tekken movie that came out where I've told you this many times. There is a movie called Avenging Fist, which is a Hong Kong action cinema. Now the characters' names are changed. They have different powers. The story's changed a little bit, but you know what it is. This director has been sued in Hong Kong by Namco, Capcom, and various other video game um, companies because he's made live-action movies without their permission using character designs from their games and some of the same storyline but changing their names. But at least that movie was better than the um, Americanized versions that I have. The only good Tekken that I got... He's doing God's work for everyone. Yeah, right. Anyway, the only thing I ever got was a Tekken CGI movie that came out in 2012, which was very good. That was extremely good. That was what I've been asking for. I remember that. And then finally, at the age of 42, I finally get what I want on Netflix. A Tekken series that actually goes by the story... Better character drawing. That's the new anime one, isn't it? Right. That's that okay. cheap anime art shit that they gave me in high school back when people were still hand-drawing anime. They did some cheap shit with this one. But at least with One Piece, I get to go in and be a spectator. Now, I will say this. If I don't enjoy One Piece and I've never watched the anime and I'm not going into it judging it as harshly as you are or as closely, then something's wrong because one anime I never watched was um, The Last Airbender. Oh, Nickelodeon. You're missing out, bro. Well, I've just started for because... An Amer- for an American anime, because it, it technically qualifies. For an American anime, it is one of the best put-together shows. It's three seasons, but those three seasons are amazing. Now, I have never finished Legend of Korra. I cannot get through season one, no matter how hard I try. And everyone's like, just get through season one. Bro, Avatar The Last Airbender is like peak. Well, see, here's the thing, because my friend... um, Nickelodeon Daniel, broke Nickelodeon AKA, broke their foot off in that bitch. Well, my friend Daniel, a.k.a. Montana, who I talk about all the time, and one day he's going to be on one of these episodes. He Dang always, it, Montana. Hurry up. He said <laughs> he'll be on here one day. But he's always, he was stressing that one day, you got to watch The Last Baby. You got to watch The Last Anime, Aaron Baby. You got to watch this. Unfortunately, I saw the live action way before I saw the anime. And, and it so, turned you off of it, didn't it? It really did, because honestly, that movie was trash. So you do know. Netflix is coming out with a live-action Avatar The Last Airbender that is going to follow the show. I heard. And I am excited. Now, if Netflix does it... Because the same writers are back. If Netflix does it, that might be tight. That might be kind of tight. So, now, there's a really cool thing with One Piece. Um, so, the way the, the, way the cast is, was done. Um, so, in One Piece, they do these, uh, these things called SBS things or SBS volumes where it's basically like people like will write in questions to the author and he'll like answer random questions like um, what's each character's favorite food or like what's their favorite color, stuff like that. One question was for each of the crew, what would be their nationalities? Right. They took that information and used it for the live action. So Luffy's nationality is Brazilian. The actor that's playing Luffy's Brazilian. Okay. And then I want to say it's, uh, I can't remember how everyone else breaks down, but Zoro is Japanese. I mean, obviously. Dude, well, it's three katanas. Okay. That's, that's what I'm really excited to see. Zoro is going to be fun to watch in the live action. All right. Nami is, I want to say Nami was Dutch. Usopp was like Moroccan or something. I'd have to look them all up. I know one is a uh, the reindeer is Finnish, which is hilarious. the The cyborg is American. 
but and it's, they they're broke they're all broke down into like what their nationality is and so like it's really interesting to see that that's the when they did the casting they made sure to pick out the people for the the right you know nationalities well so that brings me to my live action do's and don'ts and you pretty much covered everything with your do's and don'ts with one piece you know stick with the story don't do anything fancy with it that sort of thing um, for me, and this is going to be kind of maybe surprising to come for me. So one of my live action don'ts is um, don't use A-list actors unless it's some Marvel or DC shit. See, here's the problem. And this has happened with Street Fighter years ago. So we all know people who are true fans of Street Fighter know that the story is about Ryu and Ken. The story is about uh, mainly Ryu and Ken. Right. So and I'm not saying that Gal is not a main character in the story. He is a vital part of the story, but not that vital to the degree that where they when they made the live action back in the day, John Claude Van Damme, when he was um popular at his peak, was gonna be playing Gal. So now at this point, just because John Claude Van Damme is playing Gal, well, then we're gonna make Ryu and Ken some two big thugs now and make the whole story about Gal. And that's where Street Fighter went wrong. So that's why it's a good, bad movie. It's cheesy as fuck, and sometimes I enjoy it because at the point, that was the first time I got to see one of my favorite live-action movies, fighting game movies, into a real-life movie, even if that shit was corny as fuck. The only one that ever did it right was Mortal Kombat, but you know why? Because those actors were not A-list actors in the beginning. They became A-list actors later on, but they got somebody who can act, they got somebody that looked apart, and they got somebody that could fight. The guy they picked to play Scorpion, I thought that was the perfect casting. We're talking about the new one, right? No, the old one back in the early oh, 90s. Well, I was about to say, for the new casting, I thought like the guy they picked for Scorpion was like the perfect person. I cannot ever think of that dude's name, but he's been in multiple movies. I know who, I know who he, he is. He was the... I, I couldn't see anyone else as Scorpion after I saw him. I and like, yeah, Sub-Zero. They got the perfect people for Scorpion and Sub-Zero. So I was happy with I that. actually really liked who they picked for, picked for Jax, too. That worked, The Liu Kang was... That one was hard because I really liked who originally was Liu Kang. Well, that's because at the time, you know, even though the story was about Liu Kang, we know who sells Mortal Kombat, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. So in 2023, where the world everybody picked in the first in the original games. So no, we're not 2023. That movie came out last year. No, it came out in 20, 2020 or 2021. So, because Godzilla versus Kong was not too far behind it. So, in 2020 to 2023, when they're making these movies, they're like, okay, what sells? All right, we're going to make another Mortal Kombat movie, but who are the most popular characters in Mortal Kombat? Scorpion and Sub Zero. So, let's rewire the story about them. So, in a way, they stuck to the story, but they still gave us more of what people want to see. Because that, that, that was smart, though. They started off the story with Scorpion and Sub Zero. Then we get, you know, the, the newer the story in the middle with. What what was the new guy's name that like that had the brass armor or whatever? What was his name? He didn't stick well with me, obviously. The new guy with the brass armor. Oh, he was a um character just for the movie. He was never in any of the games. Okay, I, I was wondering. And then you know at the end we got Scorpion versus Sub Zero, like true Scorpion versus Sub Zero, and that fight was fucking fantastic. Yes, it was. I loved every second of that. Claire, who's never watched actually the original Mortal Kombat. Watched it and she loved it and she was like, "This was really good." Because to be honest with you, was Sonya Blade in that one too? Yeah, she was in. The okay, movie. she was in that. That's what I thought. Because when you make a live action movie, um, they killed my dude Kung Lao. And this is bring me back to the um, live action do's and don'ts and kind of like the whole cast we never got. So if they would have made Dragon Ball in the early nineties, right? Maybe after Jackie Chan made Rumble in the Bronx, Jackie Chan could have easily played Goku back in Dragon Ball because. And Jet Li could have played Vegeta. But at the time, they weren't at that big. That's the only reason why I say that. Mm-mm. But now, when it comes to Tekken, Jackie Chan could have easily played a character in Tekken called Lei Wu Long. However, Tekken is not about Lei Wu Long. Tekken is about the Mishima family. So it would have been an issue with Jackie Chan because, honestly, I hear he's really... His movies are great, but I hear he's a very shitty person. He's very, really conceited. So we're not going to get too deep into that. All I know is... Taking this about the Mishima family, that's what I want. It's about Heihachi Mishima, Kazuya Mishima, Jin Kazama, Jun Kazama. Lei Wulong is a cool-ass character, and he's a vital part of Tekken, but not that vital. So I feel like if Jackie Chan would have played Lei Wulong, somehow this whole Tekken movie would have been about Lei Wulong, and it would have been just another typical 90s Hong Kong flick I've seen many, many times over. But that's the thing, though, is like with live actions, like... 
you know the name alone is going to sell. I'm pretty sure Dragon Ball Evolution still made a good chunk of money just because of that name on there, and everyone wanted to see how they were going to do that. Because he even here's the But problem. that's something... Dra- <sighs> Here's the th- here's the problem. Like one piece is, one piece is still on the border right here with this one, but Dragon Ball, the powers in Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super are so cosmic. It's really hard to put that on the big screen. Now Marvel has done a great job in helping right. us, like in doing a great job in showing, like, all right, this is what cosmic power is like. They did an amazing job with that. Anime is a different story, though. Like, anime, like, we are going to butcher the hell out of something if you mess with it. Dragon Ball Evolution is the perfect example of this. Because what we got, which I never saw it because I wasn't going to do that to my eyeballs, and what we wanted were two totally different things. But my thing is, is like, here's the problem. It's like, do you go out for a live-action movie... And do you do what Ghost in the Shell did and get Scarlett Johansson to play your main like character and fa- and suffer the backlash from <coughs> excuse me everyone being like that's supposed to be an Asian character, or do you go out and find Asian characters and or excuse me not characters I apologize Asian actors to play those positions because the problem with anime is anime characters don't look Japanese right. And that's where you run into the problem. It's like if you want the character to look like the what's on what you originally have watched, like it's hard to kind of imagine someone being Goku. Because I mean, think about this: Goku's hair is fucking ridiculous, right? Vegeta's hair is a little bit, you know, but easier to deal with. But right. Goku's hair is ridiculous. How do you put that on the big screen and make that look good? And then you know, eventually have Super Saiyan. Well, that's when you're going to probably have to use a little bit of realism with something like that. And you can't use too much realism. But you're going to have to use a little bit of realism at that point. So, um, there's an anime I'm watching right now. And I'm going to butcher the title. But even the gambling anime I'm watching, Kagaguri or something like that, about the high school gamblers. Right. Apparently, there's a live-action series. So, once I finish the anime, I know I'm probably going to go into this live-action series. I've already seen trailers for it. And I'm like, all right. For some reason, the live-action characters look goofy as fuck. So, we'll see. It's all about what works. Now, see, the one that would really work that to live action that would actually translate really well, I think, and be easy to do, and you could actually go get a bunch of no-name actors for this one, is Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon alone, you could live action that one because, think about this, the wardrobe changes aren't really that crazy. Your CGI and light over their chest and their stomach and their uh, groin, that's it. That's where the CGI is. And you're just putting lights over it. You're basically blurring it out like a cheap-ass porno, and then you're putting new clothes on them. Well, see, with those type of movies, especially, I hate to but say But their it. powers aren't so crazy that you could translate that to a live-action show, kind of like One Piece. Well, with shows like Sailor Moon, and I'm going to be careful with what I'm about to say, is because like one of my other favorite fighting games, Dead or Alive, came out, right? Right. Now I, the action, I, I've seen that movie, actually. The action was cool. Um, they got some A-list actors in it. I mean, they're not that A-list, but it was good enough. Say A-minus. A-minus, pretty much. But here's the thing. All Dead or Alive is is about some sexy-ass women competing in a martial arts tournament. So this is what you got here. Right. So they kind of stuck with the story a little bit. But in the end, what is Dead or Alive all about? Let's look at some sexy-ass women in some skimpy-ass outfits. Which we're not minding. each other's ass. Or playing volleyball. Because Dead or Alive... Has so many sexy female characters, they have their own volleyball game. No fighting game has had that. You don't see Princess Katana Melina out there playing volleyball or shooting hoops. You don't see the characters from Tekken out there vacationing, playing volleyball and drinking on champagne. No, you got these DOA girls with these big breasts, which I'm not complaining. And that's what Dead or Alive is known for sexy females. But I do agree with what you said, though. The best way to do a live action is you have to go out and get no names. You cannot bring in an A list actor. I mean, for some stuff that works, like Marvel and DC, definitely. But see, even if well, you see, see, Marvel didn't bring in the, the only A-list actor when they first started off that they brought in would have been uh, Terrence Howard for Iron Man One, and then I get I'm get Samuel L. Jackson counts as an A-list, right? 
Definitely. But see, no. Well, what, was he a list though back in two thousand eight? Like, is is that still? Oh yeah, he okay. was a list. I'm, I'm just, I, I just want to make sure because I know he had like smaller parts. Like, dude's been in over hundred and fifty. Okay, so let me say this with Marvel and DC. Here's where things do get a little complicated because I do say you can use a list. Well, Chris Evans wasn't an a lister. No, Chris Hemsworth see, wasn't an a lister. Uh, Tom Hiddleston definitely wasn't. So way, way back in the early 90s, or maybe when this came out, maybe when I was in college, maybe it was like 19 or 20, I remember when the first X-Men movie was made. And these Ooh, were Mark Ruffalo actors. definitely wasn't. Well, these were still A-list actors. You had like Hugh Jackman, you had like Halle Berry. He wasn't A-list. Hugh Jackman wasn't, but he is He now. became A-list because of that. Now, Halle Berry would have been A-list. She was always uh, A-list. The woman that played Jean Grey is A-list. She's very underrated. She's a good actress. And oh, sadly, God, I what's think she his her name? name? I cannot believe I'm... Bra- Sir Patrick Stewart. A-list, right. Ian, what's his name? Oh, Ian McKellen. Oh, hell yeah. He's A-list. And what's the woman that played Jean Grey? She's A-list, but she's a very underrated actress. Oh, God, I cannot think of that actress's name. Oh, Here's where I'm getting at. You have all these A-list actors deciding to be in this comic book movie, and they all agreeing to everything. Fast forward to kind of now... And now that's why some of them are falling off. Because not only does the audience want a younger cast. Well, that one was universe, different, though. That one. The A-list actors X, are like. X-Men didn't go into any cosmic stuff yet, though. They, when, they didn't start stretching into cosmic till they started until the first attempt at the Phoenix. But see. And that was. Well, we know how that ended. Well, see, the problem is now that X-Men and nerd shit is so popular now. Now Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman, all of them are like, if you want me to do another movie, now you got to pay me this much. Back then, yes, I'm down for it. Well, Hugh now, Jackman's about to do Deadpool 3, and he's I don't think he's asking for a lot. I think Brian Reynolds just finally broke him down. It's like, bro, do right, this damn movie with me. Ian, Patrick Stewart, Halle Berry, you got to pay them bukus of money before they do anything else with that comic. I don't know if you could really make anyone be... That's why Professor you got X. I mean Charles Charles McAvoy or is that his name? That's why you have a younger cast. Um, people like Jennifer Lawrence who's coming up. Well, she she's played, out too. She's she's a list now. Yeah, she's a list, so she's out too. Because she popped out the X Men movies, the uh, the Hunger Games movies. Uh, she was in some movie with Chris Pratt where they were lost in space or something. Um, she just had that really uh, raunchy comedy come out. I've still yet. I think it's like No Hard Feelings. I've got to watch that. It looks hilarious. I think um, I've seen that. It just came out. I mean, like, just came out. Uh, well, it came out a couple months ago. It should be on streaming now, though. But okay. that's one. And, I mean, she's been in other movies, too, obviously. But, I mean, the, back to the main topic, though, is, like, the A-list actors, that was to get seen. Like, the main point of a movie outside of entertainment is... You also want to make money. You know, right. you got to get butts and seats, and that's the only way to make money. I mean, the only way that you can use an A-list actor <coughs> based off an anime of some sort or anything of that nature is make sure that there are not too many characters to fit in with this anime to have all these A-list actors. Like Ghost in the Shell, that was perfect because there's only really what? The main, the main female was the main character of Ghost in the Shell, so you can easily get somebody like Scarlett Johansson to play that role. But... See, I've never seen Ghost in the Shell, but from what I heard, it was actually pretty damn good. To like compare it, like if you took away all the people, like particularly the Americans, complaining about it should have been a female Japanese role. Like if you took all away all of that, the movie apparently was actually a pretty decent movie. To be honest with you, here is another. I'm not into real cyberpunky stuff though. That's probably why I didn't want to watch it. Well, there's another anime that's a classic that could be made into a live action, and you can almost use an A-list actress for that. And here's the reason why. You wouldn't need that many A-list actors for this movie, but Akira. You would only really need two now, to you four are, A-list actors. Now, hold up. You're flirting with a dangerous line with Akira. Not really. the only, honestly, the only two A-list actors you would need is the character that played Kaneda and Tetsuo. That's all you would need. Let me tell you a live action that I think is slept on, and it's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. What's that? Speed Racer. That movie is slept on. I don't care what anyone says. That movie was... You didn't really have... You had Ben... I think Ben Affleck was Racer X, and he had hardly any role in the movie. I guess that'd be your A-lister right there. Right. But Speed Racer was a great live action adaptation. I don't give a crap what anyone says about Emil Hirsch and his acting or anything of that shit. Like, the movie was great. Right. Like, the movie was... Fun to watch. It was 
like all the CGI, like the racing scenes and all that was like amazing to watch. Like it was a great movie. But see, here's what you got to do. But they at. just threw it to the side because they were like, oh, it's another. I think that's like either it came out before Dragon Ball Evolution or after. And everybody was like, nope, I'm done. Well, see, here's the thing with movies like that. You know, if there's one A-list actor that shows up in a movie like Speed Racer, the same, even though that A-list actor is only making a cameo, he doesn't have to share the screen with other A-list actors. See, on another side note, besides anime, video games, and comics, um, see, that's the issue with um, Ben Diesel and The Rock right now. I mean, I understand the issue well, there. Well, he's back in the Fast and The Rock is now back in the Fast and Furious movies now, apparently. He apparently shows up at the end of 10. Sorry, spoiler. I've never seen it. But he shows up at the end of 10 because there's going to be another part 2 and 3 of Fast 10. Okay. They're not done. Right. But see, all this drama that they went through in the beginning because why? You have A-list actors. Now, like I said. Is Vin Diesel really an A-list actor anymore? Um, That is debatable. He, the, the only movies he's been in in the last 10 years has been The Last Witch Hunter. And the Fast Fast and Furious movies. Well, like now, Last Witch Hunter was good. Though, well, like way. all actors and everything. I mean, I hate to say it like this, but you know they are getting older, and Hollywood is always looking for younger, the newer, upcoming actors who could do certain things and who are willing to do certain things for less pay. Kind of like real life. Well, now we're in those strikes because of all the streaming services too, because the writers are getting next to nothing. Right. But, but it, I, I just. Live actions are great in theory, but like like we've said for many times over in this episode already, is that it's a fine line, and I mean that line is like spider web thin of like what you cannot screw up. So, like I said, with me, if you're going to use A-list actors, especially in anime or any type of comic game... I'm fine with an A-list actor, like, popping up in One Piece and being, like, just a character that has, like, the... I mean, like, the barest minimum role in that show at all. Just make sure that there are not too many A-list actors in these movies. Because I know you said I was flirting with danger here. But with Akira, you would only need two A-list actors for Kaneda and Tetsuo. That's it. Because technically, that's what the whole movie is about. So, but see, I don't think you need A-list actors. You don't need A-list actors. You don't, act- you don't need you a- can. I wouldn't be... F- I'd be fine with B-tier. I'd be fine with C. Personally, like I said, for live actions, I'd rather have a no-name. Right. Because then you don't have to hold that high expectation of, like... you. I don't have... I'm trying to think of somebody who could pop into the One Piece fan-like world. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm going to use her. Okay. She is an avid One Piece fan. She loves One Piece, if you didn't know that. Didn't know that. She is a huge One Piece fan. There are a couple of older char- older female characters in there that she could actually fit the mold for and play in there. She could be, and she was a, she's formerly A tier, I would say. Yeah. But she could pop up into that, mo- into that show, and I'd be fucking, f- I'd be fantastic with that. Like, she popped into that one small role had her little part and dipped out, I'd have been cool with shit with that. Been like, that's fucking awesome because she's a huge fan. Because, like, she's gone, I, I don't remember what, how I found out, but, like, she had said something on, like, the red carpet of, like, her favorite, like, like one of her favorite animes is One Piece and, like, she loves Luffy and everybody on it. Like, Luffy and Chopper. Also, uh, I just thought it just came to mind to um also kind of justify my whole, if you use a movie with A-list actors, um, you you don't need to have that many. Well, if you're my thing is though, if you're using A-list actors, but on a for, for like Akira, mm-hmm. you're you're flirting with danger because if that movie, if those names don't get people in the seats, it's gonna be a flop. True, but like I said with Akira, there's only two A-list actors to where there's not a whole bunch of drama. So, for example, um, this is not based off any anime or manga or anything. This, this is the movie that fans of Jet Li and Jackie Chan wanted for years. Forbidden um, Kingdom. Exactly. Well, Bro, it it wasn't about that. It was just about seeing Jackie Chan and Jet Li fight each other because for the longest time... That was like the greatest the only... 15 minutes of film I've ever seen in my Same life. Same here. But see, the thing about it is, who, what other A-list actors besides Jackie Chan and Jet Li were in that movie? Nobody. Exactly. But hold so on. That, one got, got, now, hold on. that one got people in the seats because one, it was Jackie Chan and Jet, Jet Li, Li, which we had wanted for years. Right. But the other thing was, was like... That story was it was uh, about the Monkey King. Well, it was a tribute to a lot of Hong Kong films because I don't know how versed you are on Hong Kong films, but a lot of those characters in the films 
was characters from Hong Kong films I've watched since day right. one. Like, like the Jer- woman with uh, white night, hair? Like Journey Journey to the West. Well, you know the woman with white hair? Bro, there's, there's like three of them with white hair. With the bride with white hair. The evil woman with white hair. Oh, the evil woman. That, yeah, she, yeah. You remember how she always had a comment about how she don't trust men and how men are such liars? Well, there's a reason behind that. And there are a lot of movies made about that character. So when she said that, I was like, oh, I know who this is. And I know why she doesn't trust men. But Forbidden Kingdom's a different... That's a different animal because, like, Forbidden Kingdom was something we had all wanted for so long. But the storyline was so good that we didn't right. have to have Jackie Chan and Jet Li in there. Now, what, them being in there was great. Like, we loved that because they played off of each other very well in the film. You could see there was a chemistry there. Might not have been, like, the best, but there was a great chemistry there, like, between the two of them. Like... I didn't realize the old man at the beginning was Jackie Chan until the end. Like, you know, obviously when they show you. Because they put the prosthetics and the lighting on him so well at the beginning. You can't tell that's Jackie Chan. No. Even when you watch it. To, like, I watched it again recently. I don't think that's Jackie Chan at the very beginning. I think it's a whole nother actor. No, it's Jackie Chan. I had to look but, closely. Like, it looks. It's so hard to tell that it's him. Because there's a. There are two A-list actresses I wanted to be in a movie together, and I thought they would have been great in an action movie. Who? But it never happened. Uh, Angelina Jolie and Uma Thurman. Ooh. It would have had to have been a, a Quentin Tarantino movie, though. Exactly. But those would work. But now, let's just say if some... Uma Thurman's a- kind of fallen off face of the earth, hasn't she? She has. I was thinking about this back in her kill I think the last thing I think the last thing I remember her making was... Uh, my super ex-girlfriend or something. But see, let's just say some new anime comes out and everybody loves it. And then they decide to make a live action film. So, okay. So we're going to get Van Diesel. We're going to get The Rock. We're going to get Gail Godot. We're going to go get Samuel L. Jackson. Then we're going to turn around and get um, but Ben you gotta Affleck. Make, but you got to make sure those, the actor has to fit the character. Right. But see, we're going like to get You can't ben have Affleck. Dwayne Johnson be Monkey D. Luffy. No, what I'm saying is. It just don't make sense. You got to get Michelle Yao. Uh, let's see. Let's see. He's what, the, he's, you got to get Michael Job White, Wesley Snipes, Denzel Washington. Yeah, I'm going a little far here. What I'm saying is, if all these actors I just named fit these characters, there's still going to be a problem because everybody I name are A-list actors. So now they're like, well, how much I'm going to get paid? Wait a minute. How much I'm going to get paid? Who is the main character of the show? How much screen time am I going to get? That's why, even though, let's just say, whatever anime genre comes out and all these stars I just named. Right. They might fit those characters, but they can't do that. Because but see, that's why I say it's better to go get a no-name because the no-name isn't going to ask for all that money. Right. If the no-name no can act and the no-name wants to do like the, the, the part and be like, yeah, I want to be Monkey D. Luffy, like, I will do whatever it takes to be Monkey D. Luffy. Like if, they know, like if they know the source, if they know the material, they know the character, they know what they have to do, it doesn't have to be an A-tier actor. I mean, A tier actors, like you, like, like like we said, that's to get butts in seats. Right. Like a good example that I uh, the be- actually an amazing example I can use is Star Wars Episode Seven. The directors came, or the directors and producers said all throughout the film was like the hardest part of making that entire movie is where do we put Luke Skywalker? Because the second he steps onto that screen, that movie is not about anybody else. Right. And so where did they put Luke? The very, very end of that entire movie. And all you see is him staring at Ray holding out that stupid lightsaber. And that's it. That's the only screen time he gets. We don't hear a word. He don't speak. He don't say not a damn thing. But it was one of the most, like, heavy moments. Mm-hmm. Now, episode eight dropped the fucking ball. But, like, seven set, was set up so well for eight to flop that it just pissed me off. But that was the perfect way of, like, Luke, Mark Hamill is not an A-tier actor. We know this. But for that franchise, he is God, basically. Um, To piggyback on what I was saying earlier about having too many A-list actors in one movie, um, and, of course, years ago, so to piggyback a little bit of how I said Jackie Chan could play Lei Wulong in Tekken, Michelle Yaw could have also easily played, and this is what a lot of fans wanted, to play June Kazama from Tekken. We've talked about this on but, a couple episodes Okay, prior. so here's the problem. So how I said that Jackie Chan is a shitty person, even Michelle Yaw has said Jackie Chan is a shitty person because Michelle Yaw recently got an award for a movie called, I'm going to butcher the title, uh, it's called 
everything, everywhere, all, all at once. No, you didn't day. get it wrong at all. You hit it right on the head. But the thing about yeah, it she was, won the Oscar for that. Right, but see, do you know that Jackie Chan went to Michelle Yeoh saying, you know they wanted me for that role, right, at first? I'm like, that's a shitty thing to say. Now, I wonder how Jackie Chan would feel if they would have made Tekken back in the day because, like I said, Lei Wu Long is not that vital of a character. He's a cool character. He's popular among fans, but he's not that vital of a character. Whereas June Kazama is probably the See, that's what, again, the second to third vital character of Tekken. See, again, I still think you have, you have to avoid A-list actors for any live action. I think that's the main... I think that's one of the main dues. You have to avoid the A-lister. Like, you could get a B-tier... Have an A tier make a spoof in there or something, but I think in terms of like making, uh, making a live action or a book adaptation, manga, light novel, what have you, I don't think you need. I don't think you should have to have A tier. It's better. Would you here? Let me ask you this: Would you rather have an A tier actor in a mid product, or would you rather have a no name actor with a top tier product? Um, no name actor with top tier product. That, and that's what I'm hoping I'm about to get with One Piece. Because obviously we will do, we might we might just, you know what, I might come over here and we might just watch the first episode together and do a live like recording of like me reacting to the episode. We need to do that actually. Let's, let's do that then. But I, I told Claire I'd watch it with her too, so she might have to come because I know she's super excited to that's see fine. it too. But like, that's the thing is like, this is... They've talked about a live action One Piece film for or One Piece thing for a long time, and I've always been super skeptical about it because of how One Piece is. It is a because One Piece, the first half of it, the craziest character you meet is the Fishman, who also suffered from a lot of racism in the mo- in the show and in the in the series. Let me break it down to you this way: Fishman are black people in the entire show. Okay. And they treat, and the rest of the world treats fishmen like they are scum. Because, especially the the world government and the nobles. Because fishmen are, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. You see where I'm going with this? Than okay. all of the regular humans. Now you're about to make me want to go watch this anime for real. There is a lot of, there's a, like, there's, they talk about slavery in it. Like, all these issues pop up. There's like corruption in governments. Like they're like the government, the world government is like super corrupt and they're trying to erase history. Like there's literally critical race theory. Like you're not allowed to read this thing called a poneglyph. If you read, if you read it, you are put to death on the spot. Damn. Like you have sent to your sense, sentenced yourself to death. And these poneglyphs are about the hundred year gap in history that no one knows what happened. So like, there's all these things that like happen in this. This show is a, like, it's goofy as hell, but there's a lot of serious aspects to it, and that's what I love about One Piece. Is like, it's the same with Avatar: The Last Airbender. They take a kind like a lighthearted show, but they also talk about serious topics in it. Like, there's genocide in this in Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's the third episode, third fourth episode in that we get to genocide. See, there are two animes I want to see in a live action, and you know how I am. Which I know these animes have goofy elements to it. What is that? I need that dark element to it, too. So, I want to see two live action, but I'm almost skeptical. Juju Kaisen and Chainsaw Man. Now, you know I'm going to be the one being judgmental on that. I, I'm going to tell you now, Chainsaw Man is something that probably would never get done. Mostly for one reason, one reason only. Because the CGI would cost out the fucking ass for this. It would. Show. Like, there would be no Chainsaw Man. Because you would definitely have... You might as well just go watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, there is one scene in episode seven, and I actually might You can stop right there. You've already told me. No, you are not. We're good. I want to sleep tonight. (laughs) We're good. I'm stopping you right there. Now, Jujutsu Kaisen, you could probably do a little easier. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen would be easier. That's but I still what, need that dark element. But see, One Piece, bit. so what I was getting at is like the Fishmen are like the first kind of crazy character you meet. Then there's the Long Arm Tribe, which is people who have not not two segments in their arm, but three. So it'd be like, bam, mid instead of upper arm, forearm, hand, it's upper arm, forearm, forearm, hand. And then you've got the Long Leg Tribe, which they don't have two joints in their legs, but they're like stupidly tall. One Piece, you have characters that are 14, 15, 16, 18, 20 feet tall. You've got giants. You've got, like, there's so many different human, like, human races. There's the Big Ear Tribe, the Long Nose Tribe, like, the Three-Eyed Tribe. Like, there's the, the Lunarians who are, 
have dark skin and like flames always coming out of their back. You've got the Angelicians who have wings coming out of their back and weird little hair things that are like balls on their head that look like aliens. There's so many different races in One Piece. It's just kind of like, bro, how do you, how are you going to bring all that to life? Because Arlong does look kind of funky looking. I've seen him in the previews. That's the one that looks really goose, kind of like monstery looking. Right. Because he is a swordfish fish man. He's a shark fish man. And shark fish men are way more aggressive than like regular fish men. So it's like, how are you going to bring all that to life and make it actually look decent? And then there's always, and then there's the crazy creatures in One Piece too. Like there's the Sea King that you see, like that's that giant eel that you can briefly see in this clip. Um, there's like the Dugongs, which is a seal and a sea turtle mixed together. There's so many different crazy creatures in One Piece, and they actually play a vital role. Hell, the ship doctor for One Piece is a reindeer who ate a devil fruit called the human human fruit. That's it. That's his whole power. <laughs> And, de- and and his fruit is called a zoentype. What zoentypes do is zoentypes allow you to have three forms. You have your base form, which is whatever you are. So, like, this human is my base form. There's your animal form, your full animal form. And then there's your hybrid form. So, this reindeer ate this devil fruit. And now he's got a human form where he, like, stands up and he's, like, super buff and everything. And then he's got a hybrid form, which is... He's also like super small but super brainy, but he's like a super smart doctor. And he's got a blue nose. Oh boy. That's the that's what that's the thing. Like, how do you introduce all these things? How do you introduce these characters? And Chopper comes in very early. I think he comes in like episode 82 or something like that. So like Chopper's been there for over almost a thousand episodes. But see, in this day and age, um, you don't you have to stick to the story, but if you want to introduce cooler characters, Actually, if they you don't the, want to wait. If they use the same CGI as they do for Rocket in the Guardians movies, that would work really well. Because if you want to introduce cooler characters um, early on, then there is a way to do that as long as you stick with the story. Because um, not just live action. So going to no, he can't get introduced earlier than he is because he comes in at a at a point where it's like so. How the crew is built is the crew is built based on a need. Like all right, well. We got the first three. He's like, well, well, he gets the first one. He's like, all right, do you have a navigator? No, it's just the two of us. So then they go get a navigator. Well, looking at the trailer for um, the upcoming Mortal Kombat game, I know it's a reboot and everything, but even Mortal Kombat reboot is taking a step to where what's making this game so popular. Yes, you're introducing the old characters, but you're also introducing the newer, cooler characters because we all know who Scorpion Sub-Zero is, Liu Kang, Raiden, Kung Lao. Wait a minute, you're bringing in Ashura that early? She didn't come to much, much later on in the game. Wait a minute, you bringing in Gears that early? He was definitely introduced early on. Now you're bringing in, um, like, the guy you saw when you came in while we was watching the trailer. Oh, the one you, I thought was Baraka? Right, you're bringing in Havoc. So you're bringing in all these characters that came much later. So when they make, if they decide to make a live-action movie or series, they can introduce whoever the hell they want to, whenever they want to. Well, that's the beauty of a reboot, too, is you can do what you want. But even with live action, they're going to find a way to introduce cooler characters early on. Because the new Mortal Kombat movie did it. And that's why Scorpion and Sub-Zero are the main characters. Well, I mean, like we've, we've talked a lot about it and, we, and we've, we've hit the main points. But right. I, I'm, I am excited to wrap it up a little bit. I am excited for One Piece. I've... From the trailers I've seen, and I've seen every one of them at this point, there's probably one, there might be one floating out there I haven't. Everything I've seen, it looks like it's going to follow the main path pretty well. The main part that I've, and I will stress this more than anything, the one part that will either make or break the show for me is called The Walk. It's known by every One Piece fan. Anyone listening has ever watched One Piece knows what I'm talking about. The walk is the most vital part of that entire show because it is the turning point for it. It is 50 episodes in and everyone's like, it shouldn't take 50 episodes to get into an anime. No, 50 episodes is where it's like, all right, this is where we make our mark. It is called the walk to Arlong Park. It is where Luffy, Zoro, Sanji, and Usopp after talking to Nami, 
Luffy puts takes his hat off, which is a very symbolic thing because he never takes his hat off and he puts it on her head and said and she's like, Please help. And he like puts his hat on her head and he turns and all you see is the other three just kind of sitting there, you know, the shadows covering their eyes, that classic anime look, like you don't see their face half their face, it's just black. And then all of a sudden he just like stops walking, throws his hands up and screams, Of course. And then they start walking and all he says is two words. He says, let's go. And all three of them fall in line with him and they walk to Arlong Park. And all he does is he brings that arm back to them giant wooden double doors and crushes through them and says, I'm here, bitch. Let's fucking go. Well, to wrap it up, um, I'm excited about the One Piece um, series, the live action series, and hopefully our schedules will allow us to watch them together. That way we could do a part two. If nothing else, I will hold off on watching the first episode so we can do a live act, like a live like recording of me reacting. Make sure because we need to look at our schedules if you could do that because they I should already be made at they should be made out to this point. So well we need to look at our schedule and see when if you can hold off for like a day or two. I'm not gonna ask you to hold off any longer. Well hold on today is August nineteenth. So next week, seven days from now, is the 26th. So that means the 31st is on a Wednesday. No, or a Thursday. Okay. I wouldn't be off until next, until that Sunday, which would be like September 3rd. So <coughs> we can look into it, and if you can wait that long, that'd be cool. I could wait about three or four days. Okay. Because I don't know if... I'm, I don't know how, one pe- how they're about to do it. I don't know if they're going to drop all the episodes at once like they do, or if they're going to just... Uh, like do one a week or so. Like I don't know how they're about to do this. I don't think anyone knows at this point. No. But I will. I'm willing to wait a few days to like so we can record me actually react. Oh, we wouldn't have to wait till Sunday because we could do it after I got off work on that Saturday if you were off the same day. So we'll. So we realistically things. need to make it to like September second. Okay. That's two extra days. I can make it two days. All right. Yeah, my brother and I've had to do that with some of our shows because we always watch you know the Power series together. And there is sometimes with our work schedule, we're just kind of like, okay, we can wait an extra day or two to watch it together. But that's when we always watch together. So sometimes we might have to sacrifice some sleep just to watch it together. Well, I think we can wrap it up here. This has been a pretty good episode. I think so, too. I'm Lane. I'm Anthony. And this has been another episode of Nerdisting. Peace out.